Welcome to the MVP Podcast, where we talk about anything NBA. I am Sam Holcroft, joined alongside Gabe Zollicoffer. Before we begin, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at MomentumMVP. Today, we are going to preview the NBA uh, Christmas Day games. So, Gage, as usual, there's five Christmas Day games, one slated after another. So, stepping back into the last offseason, were you happy that we saw or we're going to see these matchups? Or was there other matchups that you wanted? Because normally, I feel like they do the NBA champions in one. So, like, Celtics Warriors would have been cool to see, but instead we're getting the Bucks Celtics. Grizzlies, Warriors, Suns, Nuggets, 76ers, Knicks, and the Lakers, Mavericks. So are these matchups that you, at the time of the offseason, liked to see? Yeah, yeah, these were definitely, uh, you know, they're all good picks. I think the NBA normally does pretty good at picking the the, the Christmas Day games. Um, I mean, it's not too hard. You just pick the major markets, but then you got to pin them up to, like, what seems like, oh, like what seems like teams that would be kind of on par. I think last year they had like a like a Lakers Nets, but it, it it never seems to be like things always get in the way from from like injuries get in the way or you know some player leaving or all kinds of things. But I think the NBA normally picks them right. Yeah, and like there's some teams that you always have to have on there. Like recently, it's you got to have the Warriors, got to have the Lakers. Uh, last year it was the Nets. I feel like this year it's the 76ers, Bucks, the Celtics, Suns. So you're getting those major teams, teams that people want to see. You know, like I feel like most of the time, other than playoff games, the five Christmas Day games are normally in like the top 25 most watched games of the season. Yeah. Before we talk about each matchup one by one, what is your favorite matchup to watch for tomorrow? Like, what is the one game that you are definitely tuning in for? Bucks and Celtics. It, it has to be. Yeah. The, I mean, they're fighting yeah. for the one seed. So, I mean, I, I think that's the one that has the most stake. I mean, the Knicks are on fire lately. Um, and the 76ers are on a roll. So, like, that could be a game to watch. But Lakers, Mavericks, both of them are having underwhelming seasons. The Nuggets, Suns may be kind of interesting. But, I mean... The Bucks for like the first three weeks, three, four weeks of the season were the number one team. And then like the other four weeks, the Celtics have been looking like the number one team. So right now it's kind of like who wants it more and whoever wins this could have a huge advantage when it comes time to April. Yeah. And, and just like, you know, I think there, there only happens to be one like rivalry and that is the Bucks and Celtics right now. Like it's just a good, it's it's a out of all the teams I don't I don't really think the 76ers really care for, about the Knicks, the Suns and the Nuggets, they're just western conference teams and and the Grizzlies maybe if Steph was like the Grizzlies and Warriors maybe if Steph was healthy um then it would've been kind of fun but all right so starting off with the Knicks and the 76ers uh what are you expecting from this game I'm expecting the uh 76ers to just handle business. The Knicks are not really, I don't really even know what the Knicks have been up to really. I I, I don't, I don't think the Knicks are consistent enough mm-hmm. to beat the 76ers. 76ers on a roll um, as of late and Knicks have been just kind of very sporadic. They might pull off a win on like weaker teams, 
maybe the Bulls or anything like that, but the Knicks just ain't it. But and with the Knicks this year, it's like every night it's kind of like okay, which Knicks team are we gonna see? Like there's some nights where the Knicks are just lighting it up on fire, and there's times where they just drop duds. So it's kind of like what team are we gonna see tonight? And I think the 76ers, they're trying to fight for something. They're uh, right now they kind of feel like that they're probably in the Celtics shadow. And they want to climb into those top three teams, maybe even sneak if whoever loses between this Bucks Celtics, maybe try to sneak in between uh, them, so and maybe try to get up to like a two seed. So I think that Seventy Sixers have a lot going for this game, but uh, I don't think that they can sleep on the Knicks because I think that yeah. this could be a it could be a trap game. Yeah, if the Knicks can pull it off, then I'll start taking them seriously. I think this is like their one turning point for me to like actually take them seriously. Beating James Harden and Joel Embiid is no easy no easy task. So I mean the Knicks have some quality wins. They've beaten the Cleveland Cavaliers and Sacramento Kings and their defense is I mean the thing that wins the Knicks games is if they can keep their defense high. They they if they can keep the defense going, um, and you just need Julius Randle and Jalen to just carry. Lately, you've been seeing RJ starting to pick up the slack. I think long term, the Knicks can get back into contention. This is a good game for them, but I'm just not seeing it. Yeah. All right. So now moving on to the Lakers and Mavericks. What are you expecting from this game? I don't know. A desperate LeBron and a desperate Luka. Uh, I just see <laughs> both both players just having an individual battle there. I think the Mavericks, this is honestly like, Mavericks are underwhelming this year. Um, they just, like, like, um, like expected, they don't really have a defense. They're lucky that the NBA, like the the Western Conference, is really tight, so they can afford to be barely five hundred, and still make the playoffs. It always used to be like that, but lately Luka Doncic has been kind of going nuts with the the offensive, uh, the the fifty point games and things like that, and LeBron has been the same way. So I think you'll get a good game, surprisingly, although teams aren't good. Um. You will see a battle between LeBron and, and Luca. Yeah, I agree. I'm looking forward to a really good game here. I feel like whenever Braun plays on Christmas Day, you know you're going to see a good game, whether um, it's a blowout or, you know, uh, like that one year that the Warriors and Cavs went to overtime, I think it was. I think it was like the second year that he was in Cleveland once he came back. But yeah, but yeah, I think, and Luca, he's one of the next rising superstars in the league. And I think he's going <clears> to <throat> take that big jump into uh, stardom here. It's, I don't want to say it's a must win for these teams, but with how these teams are looking in the standings right now, they need to start moving it around. Otherwise, they're going to be playing catch-up for a while. The Mavericks are barely 500. They're the 8th seed, while the Lakers are the 13th seed. 
and they're if they lose tomorrow, that's going to be their twentieth loss on the season. So, even though the Mavs are sitting better, I still think this is a must-win because they got the Trailblazers and the Wolves and the Warriors all within two games of them. So, and I'm I'm not ruling out the Warriors quite yet. I think that they could be behind a lot with uh, the loss of Curry. But I think once he comes back, that they could be flying back into playoff contention. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see about that. But I think it might be a must-win game for either team. Yeah. Although I think LeBron, you know, has had a lot of success against Luka Doncic. I think it's 6-2. and two. A lot more success than he's had against the Clippers of late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which that's, I mean... I'm kind of glad that that's not a Christmas Day game because I don't I don't want to watch the Clippers destroy the Lakers again. I don't I don't I don't think I don't need well, to see like, that. If if the Clippers were to play on Christmas Day, which they betted on, was like, do you really want to see like the Clippers without Kawhi or something or Paul George? I think that's what they're, I, they're I think, betting when they made the season. I think that I mean, they probably talked to the Clippers. It was like, hey, what's Kawhi's status? Like when they were making the schedule, it's like. Is he going to be 100% by the time Christmas Day? And they were probably like, he might be, but we're going to, we're going to, you know, bring him back lightly. And then the NBA was like, okay, take the Clippers off the list. Basically. So I, I think like if, if Kawhi would have came back last season and played, then Clippers obviously probably would have been playing. They probably would have been playing the Suns, in my opinion. Uh, instead of the Nuggets potentially, but um, but then it's also hard not to put the two-time MVP on Christmas Day. So, um, but yeah, moving to the Bucks and the Celtics. Like we both agreed, this is the most watched game. Although um, I think I think both teams are healthy for the most part. So yeah, so this is like I think this could be if not. I would say that this is probably the most watched game of the season. Yeah, this the 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 level of basketball you're going to see in this game is going to be like transcendent. Like things are going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Like the defense is going to be there, the offense is going to be there. You're going to have MVP caliber players. It's going to be one of the like the the level of skill is just unimaginable. And I think you should like realize that when you're even compared to all the other NBA teams, like it's just on another level. It'll be uh, fun to watch if you're interested in fundamentals and plays and if you watch all the little things that come with a basketball game. Yeah. And hopefully we can actually get a good game out of this and not something that we tune out at halftime because it's a 20-point game. Because I feel like there's been years where like you know one of your top two favorite Christmas Day games is a blowout and it's like, well, crap, this is – not what I was expecting. So um, I think that this should be the most watched game. And I really hope that this is an overtime game because I think honestly this year, these are the top two teams in the league. And I want, I want to see these teams play for more than 48 minutes. I agree. So now moving on to the seven o'clock game, seven o'clock central. Sorry. Uh, the Grizzlies and Warriors. I think 
when they wrote this, they were like, although we would love to put Celtics Warriors, I think Grizzlies Warriors, because of what they did in the conference semifinals, is what would make this so interesting. And I think I think this was the right decision. I think Buck Celtics and the Grizzlies Warriors were the two decisions, like best decisions to make in the offseason. But now with Steph being out, if I were to pick on a blowout, I'd probably pick this game to be the blowout. Here's the thing. Um, we're not going to debate who's going to win the game. What we will debate is what we're going to see during the game. James Wiseman is coming off of a 30-point, 6-2 game, off of like 98% shooting or 90-something percent shooting, 12-14, I don't know. Uh, is that even 90? That's, That's 80. like 80. Yeah, like 80. 86. 12 for 14, whatever. So he's shooting 12 for 14. And it, it really depends on what Warriors we're going to see. That's that's all you're looking for. We're going to just look at Jordan Poole. We're going to see James Wiseman. We're going to see how Andrew Wiggins plays. Um, yeah, because I he's think coming Andrew back. Wiggins is expected. Yeah. Um, we're not really concerned about the outlook but i think it's just really crazy to see if james wiseman can actually be productive who could be productive without steph what should they do what can we learn um i mean this the warriors had a down year that one year and when jordan Poole was like i believe like being called up from the g league for the first time and they experimented and we saw a lot of cool different tactics and lineups so i think my eyes are on james wiseman andrew wiggins and jordan Poole. i'm just curious yeah you might see something cool yeah but you you also can't forget how great that backcourt is for memphis because desmond bain is back and although desmond bain is back too yeah he yeah he played what was it uh he played last night on the 23rd and so he's going to be back. He probably might still be on a minutes restriction. But, I mean, Desmond Bain is probably one of the unsung heroes of Memphis and on why they had such a good season last year. <clears throat> so I think that that's going to help them win because the Grizzlies, I think they're 100% healthy now. Yeah, I think that uh, this is going to be good for the Grizzlies and I'm expecting this to be a blowout. Uh, I'll still tune in because I mean, Warriors basketball is always fun to watch whether Steph and Clay and Dre are all sitting or if they're all playing. It, it doesn't matter. Watching the Warriors play is always, always a treat for me. And now we move on to the late night game, the Suns and nuggets. I, with this, I don't really know what to expect. The Suns have kind of been hitting a lull in their season. Nuggets are kind of, you know, pacing. They're, I mean, they're the one seed in the West right now. So, um, I don't know what to expect from this game. Uh, we don't know if Booker's going to play. He did sit last night. So, I don't, I don't know if they sat him so he'd be healthy for this game or what. But, so what are you expecting from this game? This game is going to be a deciding factor on who is actually going to be like 
because we've always thought of the Suns as like arguably like the best regular season team in the Western Conference. But I think this is going to decide because like this is the Nuggets. Uh, they get Jamal Murray back. They got KCP, Bruce Brown. And I think if the Nuggets can win this game, then we should start thinking about the Nuggets as the, the best team um, in the West, just collectively, like in a regular season sense. Um, I know the Suns have always been like a good pick to say, all right, they're going to have the best record. But if, if the if the Nuggets win this, I mean, I don't know how you would say it. Maybe like they're the new Suns. That they, you know, they have Jokic, Jamal, MPJ. If they, if they're going to, the Nuggets will be like serious contenders if they win this game. The Suns, if they, uh, if they win, then maybe we say, well, the Suns haven't been slipping that much, even though they've been slipping a bit between, but the Nuggets, you forget that they're, I believe they're tied or about to tie with the, with the, um, with the uh, Grizzlies, they are tied. Yeah, so we forget like the Grizzlies are the hot team in the West right now, but the Nuggets haven't really been, you know, too flashy. I I don't know how I feel seeing the Nuggets finish as the number one seed. You know? Yeah, I don't know. It seems weird. See, and I mean, you know, I'm not too high on the on the Nuggets really, um, because I don't think that they would be the best team in the west i think right now the grizzlies and i would maybe even put the pelicans when zion is healthy and playing i would put them above them but i don't think that this one would hold as much if booker doesn't play because campaign is also out who helps a lot with that offense cam johnson has been out for now he's he's been out for a while and stuff because i mean Bridges, Chris Paul, and Aiton are still three great players, you know? But I don't think that this Nuggets win is going to be as much if Booker doesn't play. So Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't start saying that the Nuggets are, you know, the best regular season team in the West quite yet. You know, we're still, you know, a third of the way through the season. A little more than that. Um, but I think it, if they lose this game, then we could write them off, write the Suns off as being the best regular season team. So if the Suns lose this, if the Suns lose this game, does this increase the odds of DeAndre Ayton being traded away? I, I don't think so. Because if you look at it, Ayton, I feel like in my own opinion, I feel like that Ayton is still you know, a top 10 center in the league. I feel like Chris Paul is still a top 10 point guard in the league. Booker's top 10 shooting guard. And I feel like Bridges top 10, maybe, maybe sneaking into the top 15 and small forward. So like when you have that, you can't trade away unless if you are getting something that like you have to take, like it's a no brainer. Like you get, uh, a three or not a three a five that can shoot the three uh a four that is a dominant starter you know like you know maybe um i don't know 
I don't know a team that would be willing to trade. Like, if you could get Sabonis and someone else from the Kings for Aiton, then... here Here's, here's an idea. <clears throat> and uh, this is me just messing around just in case the Suns decide. Not really blow it up, but realize we can get what Aiton gives us for a lot cheaper. How does Mitchell Robinson and, like, you know, Kyle Kuzma sound like? Like... I think I mean the what do the Suns really use Aiden for? A pick and roll? Can Mitchell Robinson do just enough to be a poor man's Aiden? I don't think that he can do it enough offensively. Defensively, I think he can do it. Rebounding wise, I think he can do it. But I don't think like you know, you look at Aiden and you point at him and say, I need you to get twenty points tonight. And you can you you can feel good in your heart that like, you know what, I think he can do that. You look at Mitchell Robinson and say, "I need you to get twenty points." You know, you're you're betting a lot. <laughs> so I don't I don't think offensively that you can do that. Yeah, just 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 messing around. I I don't know want to foreshadow anything, but like you know, Aiden hasn't. You know, everyone's seen the video of Aiden being uh, excited that the uh, Suns matched the Pacers' offer. Um, Which to me is still crazy. <laughs> like we're yeah. we're thirty three games into the season, and I still think that's crazy. Yeah, Bo- so both. I'm just saying stuff. Yeah, but I could see if the Suns are sitting in that five or six seed spot by the time the trade trade deadline comes around. Would not be surprised if Aiton's name is is on that that watch. Yeah. I would watch the Suns carefully if they keep losing. Well, slip. All right. So to end this off real fast, Gage, who is the one person that's going to have the best game tomorrow? Not not James Harden. The James Harden. No, they're gonna. That's gonna be a bloodbath. Nick seventy sixers bloodbath. Lakers Mavericks. LeBron and and Luca will do well, but I don't know about the best. Think Jason Tatum's gonna get shut out, but the team, the Celtics, are a good team. Josh should have a game, but he's probably gonna leave early. Jokic or Giannis, but that's like those are the MVPs. Yeah, you know? it, it, it's it's gonna be Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's he's showing why he still dominates this league. You know, he was a back to back MVP, and then the next year when the pressure is off of him, he's not having as good of a regular season. Goes and wins the finals. You know, I'm I'm excited for what Giannis is doing. I think this is the year that he can finally put two and two together, win MVP, and get the finals again. So uh, I think Giannis is going to be the guy that is going to have the best game tomorrow. I think actually Jokic. I think Jokic. With Robert Williams back, I think that can give Giannis some problems at the paint. And I pick Jokic because I... I think historically Jokic hasn't really been too bothered by, you know, the Suns when he has help. And even then the Suns aren't like completely healthy. So I think Jokic is going to have a game. Okay. Once again, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Momentum MVP. I've been Sam Holcroft. And Gabe Zalikoffer. Thanks for listening.